content warning. Today's episode contains brief discussion of suicidal thoughts. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Liminal Lands, Web of Deception. Before today's episode begins, I have one quick shout-out for new patron, Terry, a.k.a. Grandma, who is 50% Domovoy. Now, enjoy the show. And there. You have now returned to your home plane of existence. Welcome home. You mean that's it? I'm home? You are back in your home dimension. No magic portal or strange incantation I have to chant. I just walked into home. Well, you complained the hallway, but I think otherwise that's correct. Wow, I uh, don't know what I was expecting. A shimmering portal or something like Stargate, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Hang on, guys. I'm coming home. Finally. Daddy will be there soon. How? How do I get out, Yiggy? What do you mean? I mean, where's the exit? You just walked through it. No, I mean the other exit. The one out of here so I can get the hell out and go home. I mean, it isn't that I don't enjoy your company, Yiggy, old pal. But I miss my family something fierce. Hell, maybe I'll come back and visit you. Bring you some of those nasty-ass thin mints you love. Reminisce about all the fun we've had. But right now, I want to get out of here. So please, point me to the closest way to get out of here and back above ground in... Eunomia or whatever it was you called it. If you say so. About 62 feet straight up through rock and dirt. Ah, ha, ha. Ah, you're such a kidder. Let me rephrase the question. Where is the nearest exit into the world beyond that I can access? Do I need to do some climbing? Some climbing and some serious excavation. If you want to get above ground in Eunomia, you will need to tunnel straight up 62 feet. There is no exit from here, except the way you came in, which just leads back into the Liminal Lands. What do you mean there's no other exit? Even you should be able to grasp such a simple concept. I'm not sure I can break it down any further. Are you... Are you telling me there's no way to get out of here into my world. Well, as I've already said... Yeah, I got it. 62 feet straight up. You fucking liar. What did you just say? You heard me. You're a fucking liar. You said you were going to leave me out. No, I never said that. I'm no liar. I said I would lead you to Eunomia. I have done that. This cavern exists solely and completely in Eunomia. My only external exits are to the Liminal Lands and Dysnomia. Were you to tunnel straight up, you would then be able to walk home. I can't dig through 62 feet of dirt. It is no fault of mine if you don't have the means or ability to capitalize on your location. Oh, you bastard. You knew. You knew I wanted to go home. You knew I thought you were leading me to some way out of here. You had best reconsider the way you were talking to me. I'm not really appreciative of being called names, either. 
I said... I could lead you to Eunomia. If you assumed certain things and didn't ask questions or seek to clarify in any way, that is your shortcoming, not mine. Now, if you wanted to barter... You know what, Yiggy? I'm so fucking tired of your shit. You were intentionally misleading, condescending, and above all, petty. What? I've been holding this out of politeness until now. But you know what? Two can be petty. What do you think you're doing? Piss on you, Yiggy. Figuratively and literally. Hello, hypothetical future listeners. I've managed to get a moment of silence here, and I wanted to take that moment and clarify some things. Make sure we're all caught up. I'm home. Yay. Technically. I'm in a semi-large underground cavern that is technically in you know me. Me and Yiggy aren't exactly on the best of terms right now, you can say. Something interesting about Yiggy, though, kind of what leads me to this moment of silence, I don't think he can actually hear me right now. Let me explain. After me and Yiggy got tired of calling each other names, I decided to look around. After all, it isn't like I trust Yiggy completely. I can't exactly take him at his word, so I decided to investigate. Maybe there was an exit and he's lying. I know what you're thinking. How can I even trust him that this underground cavern actually is in Eunomia? I do kind of have an answer for that. It just feels... Right. I've walked all over this underground cavern, and I've also backtracked a bit. And when I step out of this cavern, things feel different. It isn't something I can easily put into words. But it's like this entire time, ever since I fell out of that tree, I've had sunglasses on, and stepping into this cavern is like taking them off. Except instead of sunglasses covering my eyes, they've been covering my soul. Oh, Lord. Soul sunglasses. Now I'm really knocking this explanation out of the park. I'm going to have to burn these tapes when I get home. Soul sunglasses or no soul sunglasses, things just feel different here. More right. I didn't even realize things felt different. You know, after I fell out of the tree, I didn't feel right, but if I noticed anything or gave it any thought... I just brushed it off as a side effect of falling out of a tree. I seem to remember being worried about a concussion at the time. That would explain away any weird feelings I had, anything feeling off. And by the time I wasn't worried about a concussion anymore, I was used to it. Just like sunglasses, you just eventually forget they're there. I wondered about these thin spots the cat was talking about, how I would know if I even found them. The answer is apparently, You'll just know. You'll just feel it. Oh, but I was talking about Yiggy and his silence. Where I'm at right now is almost directly opposite of where I came in. There's a large bunch of rocks at this end, kind of piled up. Maybe the remains of a rock slide. I don't know enough about caves and how they're formed. And right now I'm just about 35 or 40 feet off the cavern floor. And at this end of the cavern, Yiggy isn't quite so loud, I've noticed. And then, after climbing up all of these rocks, I can't hear him at all. 
The first time I climbed up here looking for an exit, I thought he was just being sullen. But when I climbed back down, he was still going on and on. The second time I came up here, I shouted to him that his mother, well, it doesn't matter. But when I climbed back down, he didn't say anything about it, so I feel it's safe to say he's deaf to me when I'm up here. I looked all over this cavern, by the way, and Yigi was right. There is no other exit besides the way I came in. Or, at least, no exit I could theoretically use. Right here, I'm close enough to see the top of this cavern, and there's a small hole in the rock, maybe about the size of a silver dollar. And I swear the air is fresher here. I suspect this is a, a chimney, I think they're called. A small hole that goes all the way to the top. Or a vent? Maybe they're called vents. I'm no geologist. I doubt Yiggy even knows it exists, considering he can't even hear me right now, so he probably can't sense this is here. In any case, I can't use it as an exit. I'm not the size of a silver dollar but it's nice to know that it's here. And I also think it's truth time. I might as well come clean. For a while there, I was close to complete and utter despair. The first time I climbed up here, I may have not been looking for an exit. Maybe I was hoping it was high enough I could throw myself off of. I'm tired, guys. I'm so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so tired, it's just, it's deeper than bone deep. It's almost like it's become a part of me right now. I can't say I honestly know exactly what I was thinking when I first climbed up here. Maybe I wasn't thinking. All I can say now is when I was doing it, it felt like I was giving up. To feel that I was so close, to feel that I was almost home, and then to just have it yanked away from me. It almost broke me, guys. Who knows what would have happened if I hadn't seen that hole up there. But sitting here, looking at what I think is an opening to back home, breathing the same air that my wife and kids are breathing, it's, it's recharged me a little bit. Galvanized me, I think the word for it is. And I'm kind of back to normal. I've said it before. I've said it then and I mean it again now. I'm getting back home. I'm getting my family back. And there is nothing, nothing in this world or any other that can stop me. I knew I might have to do things, hard things, things I didn't want to do to make that happen. And I'm about to have to do what is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. While sitting here, I've come up with a plan, sort of, for proceeding. But to do that, to even have a chance to put my plan in motion, I'll have to swallow all of my pride, every last bit of it, and apologize to Yiggy. Everything else will depend on whether he buys it or not. Wish me luck, dear HFLs. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Excuse me? Y you know, like the movie. Yes, I understand the reference. 
I understand all references. What I don't understand is what you possibly think you could offer me after you... After you urinated on you. Yes. That. Well, that's sort of what I've come to talk about. The first thing I offer you, I offer freely. With no equivocations and nothing expected in return. Because it is something I owe you. The first thing I offer is my sincere apology. There are no excuses for my actions. How I treated you was reprehensible, like I said, inexcusable, and above all, wrong. My only defense is that I am only a human, barely above a wild animal at all. A temporary, I believe you called me. I'm not a higher being such as yourself, and sometimes a slave to my hormones and emotions. My anger was misplaced. I should have been mad only at myself for not being smarter, for not clarifying or asking more questions when we were bargaining. Can you, as a higher being, find it in your heart or whatever you have like a heart to forgive me for my oh-so-obvious shortcomings? Not above. Pardon? You said barely above a wild animal. You aren't above. You are a wild animal to me. How right you are, Yiggy. And like the wild animal I am, I lashed out at those who have only shown me kindness. Can you forgive me? Your apology is barely sufficient. But I couldn't expect anything more from a temp. I suppose I accept your apology. Thank you. You are indeed as magnanimous as you are wise. Of course. Which leads me to the other thing I would offer you. Not only are you incredibly wise, you're also incredibly bored. Says who? Says me, and in this instance, I don't think I'm wrong. Someone as wise as you, someone who has consumed everything that's available, are naturally bored. With a mind as advanced as yours, you grow bored much quicker than us simpletons. And so, that's what I offer you. A temporary reprieve from your boredom. Entertainment. Don't think you can tempt me with another story. Your last one was barely acceptable. No, not another story. At least, not one that I'll actually tell. But more like the greatest story ever told. The story of life or death. I'm listening. As things stand, I am almost assuredly going to die here. There's some mysterious she, your defense mechanism, somewhere outside, searching for me to, I assume, kill and devour me or something equally bad. Worse. Of course, of course. You might get some enjoyment out of that. Oh, I would. But if that weren't the case, if I stood some chance of getting out, well, that might be interesting. A story with only one possible outcome? That's boring. It's not even as interesting as watching a coin flip. There might be some truth in your words, but I will not guide you away from her. That would be just as boring. Oh, absolutely. But please hear my offer. I will hear it. In the dark, I stand no chance, and I'm almost out of what Cheshire called bottled sunlight. I'm not asking you to light the way for me, just whichever area I happen to be in. Enough light to see where I am, 
and all possible paths away, and more than that. Seeing helps, but doesn't even come close to helping, if that makes sense. It's just a start. You know what they say, knowledge is power. You tell me a few things, things about what I'm facing, a few things about what to expect, just enough so that I can make this interesting, just enough so that I stand some chance, even if all it does is prolong the inevitable and she captures me, well, you still get to watch her do whatever it is to me. It just stretches out the show. And even thinking I have a small chance will be enough to motivate me, make the whole thing all the more exciting. Then you sit back and enjoy the show. A show of survival. Even if you completely grokked her, you wouldn't stand a chance in 10. Maybe not. But even a 5% chance I survive, well, that's not a sure outcome. And the more I know, the more interesting I can make it, even if I do eventually die. You have nothing to lose. What do you say? Do we have a deal? I will answer some of your questions, but only so much as I think will make it interesting. And you try not to die within the first three minutes. I'll take it. So, my first question. Those strings. The ones that make the sound that alerts her. The ones where half of them burn you and the other half stick to you. They aren't strings, are they? Are they instead strands of a web? Mama, Daddy was close. Closer than he's been in a long time. Why would he start going farther away? I don't know, baby. But if he is, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm going away, but I won't come back On a lonesome railroad line But I can't forget that sweet little girl Who sleeps in the pines and the pines Thanks for listening. You guys know my usual spiel. If you like this, please consider leaving a like or a review somewhere, or, you know, visit my Patreon page and see what kind of rewards you can get. Shout-out stickers, bonus material, quite a bit of bonus material. Until next time, beware of doorways. Hey guys, this episode of The Liminal Lands is sponsored by Happy Hippo Herbals. And that's pretty exciting to me, because I can honestly say without their products, The Liminal Lands wouldn't exist as a show. Right now, if you use my discount code, you can get 15% off your order. There's going to be a link you can click on in the show notes. And along with that link, there's also another link you can check out that's specifically about Happy Hippo Herbals themselves and why you should choose them over some of their competitors. It's pretty eye-opening stuff, guys, and you definitely need to check it out. Now, enjoy the show.